0: Act Two of the School for Husbands by Moliere. Translated by Henri Van Laun. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two, Scene One, Isabella Sganarel.
1: That will do. I know the house and the person simply from the descriptions you have given me.
0: Isabella, aside.
2: Heaven be propitious and favour to day the artful contrivance of an innocent love.
1: Do you say they have told you that his name is Belair? Yes. That will do. Do not make yourself uneasy about it. Go inside, and leave me to act. I am going at once to talk to this young madcap,
0: Isabella, as she goes in.
2: For a girl I am planning a pretty bold scheme, but the unreasonable severity with which I am treated will be my excuse to
0: every right mind. Scene 2. Scannerelle. Alone.
1: Let us lose no time. Here it is.
0: Knocks at the door of Valer's house.
1: Who's there? Why, I am dreaming. Hello, I say. Hello, somebody. Hello. I do not wonder, after this information, that he came up to me just now so meekly. But I must make haste and teach this foolish aspirant.
0: Scene three. Valère, scannarelle Ergast. scannarelle to Ergast, who has come out hastily.
1: Ah, a plague on the lubbery ox do you mean to knock me down coming and sticking yourself in front of me like a post sir i regret to ah you are the man i want I, sir you your name is valer is it not yes i am come to speak to you if you will allow me
3: can i have the happiness of rendering you any service
1: no but i propose to do you a good turn that is what brings me to your house to my house sir to your house need you be so much astonished
3: i have good reason for it i am delighted with the honour
1: do not mention the honour i beseech you will you not come in there is no need i pray you enter no i will go no further
3: as long as you stay there i cannot listen to you
1: i will not budge
3: well i must yield quick since this gentleman is resolved upon it bring a chair
1: i am going to talk standing
3: as if i could permit such a thing what an
1: intolerable delay such incivility would be quite unpardonable nothing can be so rude as not to listen to people who wish to speak to us
3: i obey you then
1: you cannot do better
0: they make many compliments about putting on their hats
1: so much ceremony is hardly necessary will you listen to me undoubtedly and most willingly tell me do you know that i am guardian to a tolerably young and passably handsome girl who lives in this neighbourhood and whose name is Isabella, yes, as you know it, I need not tell it to you. But do you know, likewise, that as I find her charming, I care for her otherwise than as guardian, and that she is destined for the honour of being my wife? No, I tell it you then, in also that it is well that your passion if you please should leave her in peace who
3: i sir
1: yes you let us have no dissembling
3: who has told you that my heart is smitten by her
1: those who are worthy of belief be more explicit she herself she she is not that enough like a virtuous young girl who has loved me from childhood she told me all just now moreover she charged me to tell you that since she has everywhere been followed by you her heart which your pursuit greatly offends has only too well understood the language of your eyes that your secret desires are well known to her And that to try more fully to explain a passion which is contrary to the affection she entertains for me is to give yourself needless trouble. She,
3: you say, of
1: her own accord makes you. Yes, makes me come to you and give you this frank and plain message. Also, that having observed the violent love wherewith your soul is smitten she would earlier have let you know what she thinks about you if perplexed as she was she could have found any one to send this message by but that at length she was painfully compelled to make use of me in order to assure you as i have told you that her affection is denied to all save me that you have been ogling her long enough and that if you have ever so little brains you will carry your passions somewhere else farewell till our next meeting that is what i had to tell you
0: valer aside Ergast,
1: what do you say to such an adventure
0: sganarel aside retiring
4: see how he is taken aback
0: Ergast, in a low tone to valer
4: for my part I think that there is nothing in it to displease you, that a rather subtle mystery is concealed under it, in short, that this message is not sent by one who desires to see the love end which she inspires in you.
0: Scannarelle, aside.
4: He takes it as he ought.
0: Valère, in a low tone to Auguste.
4: You think it a mystery? Yes, but he is looking at us. Let us get out of his sight.
0: SCENE four. SCANAREL ALONE.
1: How his face showed his confusion. Doubtless he did not expect this message. Let me call Isabella. She is showing the fruits which education produces on the mind. Virtue is all she cares for. And her heart is so deeply steeped in it that she is offended if a man merely looks at
4: her
0: scene five isabella isabella aside as she enters i fear that my lover
2: full of his passion has not understood my message rightly since i am so strictly guarded i must risk one which shall make my meaning clearer
1: here i am returned again Well. Your words wrought their full purpose. I have done his business. He wanted to deny that his heart was touched, but when I told him I came from you, he stood immediately dumbfounded and confused. I do not believe he will come here any more.
2: Ah, what do you tell me? I much fear the contrary, and that he will still give us more trouble.
1: And why do you fear this?
2: you had hardly left the house when going to the window to take a breath of air i saw a young man at yonder turning who first came most unexpectedly to wish me good morning on the part of this impertinent man and then threw right into my chamber a box enclosing a letter sealed like a love letter i meant at once to throw it after him but he had already reached the end of the street i feel very much annoyed at it
4: just
1: see his trickery and rascality
2: it is my duty quickly to have this box and letter sent back to this detestable lover for that purpose i need someone. for i dare not venture to ask yourself
1: on the contrary darling it shows me all the more your love and faithfulness my heart joyfully accepts this task you oblige me in this more than i can tell you take it then well let us see what he has dared to say to you
2: heavens take care not to open it why so will you make him believe that it is i a respectable girl ought always to refuse to read the letters a man sends her the curiosity which she thus betrays shows a secret pleasure in listening to gallantries I think it right that this letter should be peremptorily returned to Valère unopened, that he may the better learn this day the great contempt which my heart feels for him, so that his passion may from this time lose all hope and never more attempt such a transgression.
1: Of a truth, she is right in this. Well, your virtue charms me, as well as your discretion. I see that my lessons have borne fruit in your mind you show yourself worthy of being my wife
2: still i do not like to stand in the way of your wishes the letter is in your hands and you can open it
1: no far from it your reasons are too good i go to acquit myself of the task you impose upon me i have likewise to say a few words quite near and will then return hither to set you at rest
0: scene six scannerelle alone
1: how delighted i am to find her such a discreet girl i have in my house a treasure of honour to consider a loving look treason to receive a love-letter as a supreme insult and have it carried back to the gallant by myself i should like to know seeing all this if my brother's ward would it have acted thus, on a similar occasion? Upon my word, girls are what you make them. Hello!
0: Knocks at Valère's door. Scene 7, Sganarel Ergast.
4: Who is
1: there? Take this, and tell your master not to presume so far as to write letters again and send them in gold boxes. Say also that Isabella is mightily offended at it. See, it has not even been opened. He will perceive what regard she has for his passion, and what success he can expect in it.
0: SCENE Valère, ERGAST
4: What has that surly brute just given you? this letter sir as well as this box which she pretends that isabella has received from you and about which she says she is in great rage she returns it to you unopened read it quickly and let us see if i am mistaken
0: valère reads
4: this
3: letter will no doubt surprise you both the resolution to write to you and the means of conveying it to your hands may be thought very bold in me, but I am in such a condition that I can no longer restrain myself. Well-founded repugnance to a marriage with which I am threatened in six days makes me risk everything, and in the determination to free myself from it by whatever means, I thought I had rather choose you than despair. Yet do not think that you owe all to my evil fate. It is not the constraint in which I find myself that has given rise to the sentiments I entertain for you, but it hastens the avowal of them and makes me transgress the decorum which the proprieties of my sex require. It depends on you alone to make me shortly your own. I wait only until you have declared your intentions to me before acquainting you with the resolution I have taken, but above all remember that time presses and that two hearts, which love each other, ought to understand even the slightest hint.
4: Well, sir, it's not this contrivance original. For a young girl she is not so very ignorant. Would one have thought her capable of these love stratagems?
3: I consider her altogether adorable. This evidence of her wit and tenderness doubles my love for her, and strengthens the feelings with which her beauty inspires me
4: here comes the dupe think what she will say to him
0: scene nine scannerel valer ergast scannerel thinking himself alone
1: oh thrice and four times blessed be the law which forbids extravagance in dress no longer will the troubles of husbands be so great women will now be checked in their demands oh how delighted i am with the king for this proclamation how i wish for the peace of the same husband's that he would forbid coquetry as well as lace and gold or silver embroidery i have bought the law on purpose so that isabella may read it aloud and and by-and-by when she is at leisure it shall be our entertainment after supper
0: Perceiving Valère,
1: well, Mister Sandy here, would you like to send again love letters and boxes of gold? You doubtless thought you had found some young flirt, eager for an intrigue and melting before pretty speeches. You see how your presents are received. Believe me, you waste your powder and shot. Isabella is a discreet girl. She loves me and your love insults her aim at some one else and be off yes yes
3: your merits to which every one yields are too great an obstacle sir though my passion be sincere it is folly to contend with you for the love of isabella it is really folly be sure i should not have yielded to the fascination of her charms could i have foreseen that this wretched heart would find a rival so formidable as yourself i believe it now i know better than to hope i yield to you sir and that too without a murmur you do well reason will have it so for you shine with so many virtues that i should be wrong to regard with an angry eye the tender sentiments which isabella entertains for you of course yes Yes. I yield to you but at least i pray you and it is the only favour sir begged by a wretched lover of whose pangs this day you are the sole cause i pray you i say to assure isabella that if my heart has been burning with love for her these three months that passion is spotless and has never fostered a thought at which her honour could be offended Eh? that relying solely on my heart's choice my only design was to obtain her for my wife if destiny had not opposed an obstacle to this pure flame in you who captivated her heart
1: very good
3: that whatever happens she must not think that her charms can ever be forgotten that to whatever decrees of heaven i must submit my fate is to love her to my last breath and that if anything checks my pursuit it is the just respect i have for your merits that is
1: wisely spoken i shall go at once to repeat these words which will not be disagreeable to her but if you will listen to me try to act so as to drive this passion from your mind farewell
0: Ergast to valer the
1: excellent
0: Scene X, Sganarel alone I
1: feel a great pity for this poor wretch, so full of affection, but it is unfortunate for him to have taken it into his head to try to storm a fortress which I have captured.
0: Scanel knocks at his door <smart noise> Scene eleven, SGANAREL Isabella
1: never did lover display so much grief for a love-letter returned unopened at last he loses all hope and retires but he earnestly entreated me to tell you that at least in loving you he never fostered a thought at which your honour could be offended and that relying solely on his heart's choice His only desire was to obtain you for a wife. If destiny had not opposed an obstacle to his pure flame through me, who captivated your heart, that whatever happens, you must not think that your charms can ever be forgotten by him. That, to whatever decrees of heaven he must submit, his fate is to love you to his last breath and that if anything checks his pursuit it is the just respect he has for my merits these are his very words and far from blaming him i think him a gentleman and i pity him for loving
0: you isabella aside his passion does not contradict
2: my secret belief and his looks have always assured me of its innocence
1: what do you say
2: that it is hard that you should so greatly pity a man whom i hate like death and that if you loved me as much as you say you would feel how he insults me by his addresses
1: but he did not know your inclinations and from the uprightness of his intentions his love does not deserve
2: is it good intentions i ask to try and carry people off is it like a man of honor to form designs for marrying me by force and taking me out of your hands as if i were a girl to live after such a disgrace how yes yes i have been informed that this base lover speaks of carrying me off by force for my part i cannot tell by what secret means he has learned so early that you intend to marry me in eight days at the latest since it was only yesterday you told me so but they say that he intends to be beforehand with you and not let me unite my lot to yours
1: that is a bad case
2: oh pardon me he is eminently a gentleman who only feels towards me
1: he is wrong this is past joking
2: yes your good nature encourages his folly if you had spoken sharply to him just now he would have feared your rage and my resentment for even since his letter was rejected he mentioned this design which has shocked me as i have been told his love retains the belief that it is well received by me that i dread to marry you whatever people may think and should be rejoiced to see myself away from you he is mad before you he knows how to disguise and his plan is to amuse you be sure the wretch makes sport of you by these fair speeches i must confess that i am very unhappy after all my pains to live honourably and to repel the addresses of a vile seducer i must be exposed to his vexatious and infamous designs against me
1: there fear nothing
2: for my part i tell you that if you do not strongly reprove such an impudent attempt and do not find quickly means of ridding me of such bold persecutions i will abandon all and not suffer any longer the insults which i receive from him
1: do not be so troubled my little wife there i am going to find him to give him a good blowing up
2: tell him at least plainly so that it may be in vain for him to gainsay it that i have been told of his intentions upon good authority that after this message whatever he may undertake i defy him to surprise me and lastly that without wasting any more size or time he must know what are my feelings for you that if he wishes not to be the cause of some mischief he should not require to have the same thing told twice over
1: I will tell him what is right.
2: But all this in such a way as to show him that I really speak seriously.
1: There. I will forget nothing, I assure you.
2: I await your return impatiently. Pray, make as much haste as you can. I pine when I am a moment without seeing you.
1: There, ducky. My heart's delight. I will return immediately
0: scene twelve scannarelle alone
1: was there ever a girl more discreet and better behaved oh how happy i am and what a pleasure it is to find a woman just after my own heart yes that is how our women ought to be and not like some i know downright flirts who allow themselves to be courted, and make their simple husbands to be pointed at all over Paris.
0: KNOCKS AT VALER'S DOOR
1: HELLO, MY ENTERPRISING FINE GALLANT.
0: SCENE thirteen. VALER, SCANAREL, ERGAST
3: SIR,
1: WHAT BRINGS YOU HERE AGAIN? YOUR FOLLIES. HOW? You know well enough what I wished to speak to you about. To tell you plainly, I thought you had more sense. You've been making fun of me with your fine speeches and secretly nourish silly expectations. Look, you, I wished to treat you gently, but you will end by making me very angry. Are you not ashamed, considering who you are? to form such designs as you do, to intend to carry off a respectable girl, and interrupt a marriage on which her whole happiness depends? Who told you this strange piece of news, sir? Do not let us dissimulate. I have it from Isabella, who sends you word by me, for the last time, that she is plainly enough shown you what her choice is, that her heart, entirely mine, is insulted by such a plan, that she would rather die than suffer such an outrage, and that you will cause a terrible uproar unless you put an end to all this confusion. If she really said what I have just heard, I confess that my
3: passion has nothing more to expect these expressions are plain enough to let me see that all is ended i must respect the judgments she has passed
1: if you doubt it then and fancy all the complaints that i have made to you on her behalf are mere pretences do you wish that she herself should tell you her feelings to set you right i willingly consent to it follow me you shall hear if i have added anything and if her young heart hesitates between us two
0: goes and knocks at his own door <slaps> scene fourteen isabella Sganarelle Valère, valer what you bring Valère to me what is your design
2: are you taking his part against me and do you wish charmed by his rare merits to compel me to love him and endure his visits
1: no my love your affection is too dear to me for that but he believes that my messages are untrue he thinks that it is i who speak and cunningly represent you as full of hatred for him and of tenderness for me i wish therefore from your own mouth infallibly to cure him of a mistake which nourishes his love
0: isabella to valeire
2: what is not my soul completely bare to your eyes and can you still doubt whom i love
3: yes all that this gentleman has told me on your behalf madam might well surprise a man i confess i doubted it this final sentence which decides the fate of my great love moves my feelings so much that it can be no offence if i wish to have it repeated
2: no no such a sentence should not surprise you told you my very sentiments i consider them to be sufficiently founded on justice to make their full truth clear yes i desire it to be known and i ought to be believed that fate here presents two objects to my eyes who inspiring me with different sentiments agitate my heart one by just choice in which my honour is involved has all my esteem and love and the other in return for his affection has all my anger and aversion the presence of the one is pleasing and dear to me and fills me with joy but the sight of the other inspires me with secret emotions of hatred and horror to see myself the wife of the one Is all my desire, and rather than belong to the other, I would lose my life. But I have sufficiently declared my real sentiments, and languished too long under this severe torture. He whom I love must use diligence to make him whom I hate lose all hope, and deliver me by a happy marriage from a suffering more terrible than death.
1: Yes, darling, I intend to gratify your wish
2: it is the only way to make me happy
1: you shall soon be so
2: i know it is a shame for a young woman so openly to declare her love
1: no no
2: but seeing what my lot is such liberty must be allowed me i can without blushing make so tender a confession to him whom i already regard as a husband
4: yes
1: my poor child darling of my soul
2: let him think then how to prove his passion for me
1: yes here kiss my hand
2: let him without more sighing hasten a marriage which is all i desire and accept the assurance which i give him never to listen to the vows of
0: another she pretends to embrace ganarelle and gives her hand to Valère to kiss
1: oh oh my little pretty face my poor little darling you shall not pine long i promise you to valer there say no more you see i do not make her speak it is me alone she loves
3: well madam well this is sufficient explanation I learn by your words what you urge me to do. I shall soon know how to rid your presence of him who so greatly offends you.
2: You could not give me greater pleasure. For, to be brief, the sight of him is intolerable. It is odious to me, and I detest it so much. Uh, uh, Do I offend you by speaking thus? Do
1: I? Heavens, by no means i do not say that but in truth i pity his condition you show your aversion too openly
2: i cannot show it too much on such an occasion yes you shall be satisfied
1: in
3: three days your eyes shall no longer see the object which
1: is odious to you
0: that is right farewell sganarelle to
1: i pity your misfortune but no you will hear no complaint from me
3: the lady assuredly does us both justice and i shall endeavour to satisfy her wishes
1: farewell poor fellow his grief is excessive stay embrace me i am her second self
0: Embraces, Scene 15. Isabella Sganarel.
1: I think he is greatly to be pitied.
0: Not at all.
1: For the rest, your love touches me to the quick, little darling, and I mean it shall have its reward. Eight days are too long for your impatience. To morrow I will marry you, and will not invite. <gasps> to morrow. You modestly pretend to shrink from it. But I well know the joy these words afford you. You wish it were already over. But let us get everything ready for this marriage.
2: Isabella, aside, heaven inspire me with a
0: plan to put it off. End of Act Two.